down to the appeal of Janet Ellis. I'm uh, looking around, there's a lot of mid-40s men <laughs> I'm here for the exact same reason that I'm here. <laughs> Openly masturbate. So it's all you can do it. It's fine. So, um, damn, I did promise her I'd be, I'd be polite about it. I, that was the, the first thing I said, I won't be rude. And the first thing I said, <laughs> she isn't even on yet. I'm very overexcited. She's my absolute, my dream girl. Uh, so uh, anyway, it's Edinburgh's uh, packing on, isn't it? It's going all right. Everyone, everyone having a nice time? Okay, I don't know what number we're on, 12 or something, but this is kind of... So day off tomorrow, I'm looking forward to that. From this show, Talking Cock still going on. Uh, and uh, an Olympic uh, closing ceremony today. So no one is coming to see anyone's shows. <laughs> it's going to be rubbish. It's always rubbish. Remember the Beijing with Boris Johnson on that bus? Come on. It's going to be, like be awful. So come and see Talking Cock tonight. There is some room. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we might better squeeze you in to, to one section of the theatre to yourself. <laughs> so uh, I did a brilliant show yesterday uh, called Alex Horn's uh, Rhythm Section. I think is it called that? Somehow I've said that. Horn section, yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, he does a joke where he goes, uh, "This is the horn section. I'm Alex Section." Uh, that's why it confused me. Uh, but it's really good. If you get a chance to see that, that's fantastic. It's kind of using music. I wasn't very good in it, but I'm not in it every day. So I, I talked about... I tried to do a kind of Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, but with talking cock material, as I was trying to personify the different types of penises through the sound. They basically have a band, I should explain, where they, and they improvise with the band. So the ba I said, you know, you don't rehearse, Charles. I said to the band, I'm going to describe various penises, and I want you to... I mean, personify them is the wrong word. Palesify <laughs> them, I don't know, through sound. Uh, and uh, they had a good crack at it. It didn't really work very well. Uh, but uh, I was kind of hoping I could, it might be my route to do talking cock in schools. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here he comes, he's the chirpy little penis. Mainly because it's all about penises that are twisted with their eye holes on the sides. <laughs> maybe children aren't ready for that yet. But uh, we'll see. But that was fun. Um, Anyone seen anything good? I thought you were Colin when I came in, because Colin usually sits there, but you're smiling and laughing, so you can't be here. Uh, <laughs> Craig, Craig Campbell in the interview. Are you in, Colin? Oh, I slag you up. I mean, you'll hear this. Colin kindly recorded uh, our Lost Podcast number two. It's quite slightly creepily recorded it on his phone there. Uh, that's why you've got that. But he sort of he does sort of sit right in the centre, usually on a, quite often on his own. Uh, and uh, like one time, the time he recorded it, there was no one for about... 20, 15 yards around him and just him sitting in front and he does just sort of sit there and sort of stare up and Craig Campbell was quite freaked I go who's that guy and there's, there's sitting there and I couldn't because I'm so used to Colin I, hadn't, I couldn't didn't even realise it was Colin until I came back but, uh, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem to enjoy comedy or life but you know, he, comes, he comes regularly and that's what uh, we like to see so do keep coming you can become a celebrity if you sit at the front is that York City Top? no <laughs> it's Olympics, it's an old Olympics. It's from the old sky. Were you in the Olympics? Yeah, I tried. You tried? Yeah. Did you, what did you do? Special Olympics. Special Olympics. <laughs> special sports guy. You're a special sports guy, what were you, what sports? Uh, well, anything, walking, I think. Walking, <laughs> anything. So you haven't really tried, you're saying. <laughs> just for you, that you set up for yourself in Great Britain, 2007. That's not really... <laughs> no, that's not it's my, Roman, my Roman numeral skills have gone. Team GB. Yeah. Did alright, didn't we? Yeah. 
grandmother three times over. <laughs> well, she's a thick. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very sweet. And my husband's somewhere in the room, so. <laughs> just saying. I was just. If your husband were to, like, die in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'd be very. After you'd had a period of grieving. <laughs> There'd be no sort of suspicious circumstances. <laughs> and my wife also maybe died in the same circumstances. There's a slight complication of your wife, too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would style. kill her in a heartbeat. <laughs> 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 one second for you. Just for one second. She knows it's fine. In the podcast, I'm allowed to do whatever I like. In, the, in, this, in this little semi-circle of the podcast, I can do anything I want. My wife hasn't agreed to it. But <laughs>
Sophie. And yeah. after that, you know, mission accomplished. That's right. So you don't know. Up, uh, it was about seven years or something. Okay, seven, seven. Years. I'm going to go for 84. Okay. Good, that's fine. And you started in <laughs> Doctor that. You started in Doctor Who? Yes, for four what? episodes. That's, that's a lot of episodes. Is that like one adventure or was it? It was one adventure. Yeah. The Voice of Nymon, Princess yeah. Tika, actually, is yeah. still her full name. <laughs> <laughs> who, was the, who was the doctor at the time? Tom Baker. Oh, the best one. Yeah. <laughs> did, he, uh, did he try anything on? <laughs> Lana Ward was in the room at the time. Yeah. In fact, they spent most of the rehearsal arguing with each other, okay. which I have to say, Tom Baker was considerably better than Lana Ward. <laughs> 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 he was a champion arguer and loud, big, loud. No, he was great, actually. Yeah. Um, because he is incredibly trained, um, he was able to switch on Doctor Who-ness whenever he wanted and yeah. then leave it behind. You know, he's king of the anecdote. But if a small child was interviewed, he would become Doctor Who for them immediately. It was very natural. Oh. I've never been bothered with that, really, with Disney shows. <laughs> so we go away. But I work with <laughs> <laughs> for him, it was sweet. I worked with him on uh, Lion and Rod's Inexplicable World. We had an idea of doing a kind of comedy sketch show which was linked by the voice of Tom Baker. I don't know. <laughs> God, we copied a little Britain ten years before they did it. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, he was great because uh, we had a very stern producer called Sarah Smith, who was kind of very uh, feminist and, and quite scary. Check the t-shirt, yeah, everybody. Uh, that's why I had to wear. Uh, and uh, I had to thought I'd wear my um, "This is what a feminist looks like" t-shirt just because I know I'm going to say loads of terrible things. And then at uh, point, you go, "No, I am still a feminist." I'm always amazed when I get asked to go to conventions and things because there are people that are really qualified to go to those. Do you go to the convention? I've been to two. I've have been you? to two, yeah. 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 Do you recognise any of the faces? <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly the same thing. I bet he's been there. He's a massive fan. He's, he's quite, he actually is quite normal. David is quite normal for, for a Doctor Who fan <laughs> quite, uh, so far. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And if you had to have sex with any Doctor Who alien... <laughs> It's a question I'm asking everyone apart okay. from Mick Foley who I thought wouldn't I'd really understand and Craig Campbell who doesn't have a TV. Well, I don't think it would be much fun with a Dalek, would it? No. Really? You never know. Um, if you could open them up, on the inside there's a sort of soft squidgy bit in the middle, happen, right? So you it? could... And it's not so much fun for women, I suppose. I was, for, my, for myself, I was thinking, as long as you can get in and crack it open, yeah. there's, a little bit of, there's a little bit of give in the centre. Yeah. I mean, I thought right. about it. Don't go, ah, oh, mate. <laughs> 
It's like there's loads of Janet Ellis fans oh. in here who weren't expecting to be discussing what it'd be like oh. to have sex with the doctor. Do we doctor. still think hard about yeah. this question, or shall we move is there on? One that you, is there one that you found sexy? Well, uh, well, when I watched it as a child, I was frightened of it. Yeah. So maybe, you know, the fear and sexuality thing, being together in the same... The Ice Monsters, definitely. <laughs> the Ice Monsters. Yeah. Really? Whoa. Yeah, any time. Yeah. I like the Sea Devils, uh, but only because in mm. that episode... In fact, there was someone before you, uh, there's a couple of ladies on TV, <laughs> I fancy before you, uh, one of whom was Joe from Doctor Who, the oh, assistant Joe yes. from Doctor Who, who had Thank to climb... You. I believe in the Sea Devils one had to climb through a window. Good, that bit. Katie. Did they make you climb through any windows or uh, go up any ladders or anything? That's what they tended to do. I noticed in Doctor Who. Something for the dads. No, I did have to hold a gun, though, which did was very exciting for a young that girl. And so, Jigsaw, how did you... What is Clive Doig like in real life? This is the most... This is the Venn diagram now, the audience yeah. of understanding what the fuck is going on. And it's gone down to one person oh. over there going, oh, yeah, brilliant, Clive yeah. Doig. The creator of Jigsaw. Ah, oh, you idiot. Yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah, and, and the puzzle man in the yeah. back of the Radio Times for a long time. And, um, yeah, and he also he did, did lots um, of... I think, did he create Turnabout, turn the uh, Rob Curling... Yes, he <laughs> And puzzle tray. Obviously, I'm obsessed We're with... We're not here uh, to talk about that. I like, yeah. What I like about the podcast is that occasionally we'll just completely lose the audience. <laughs> but it's my, it's my podcast. I can talk about what I like. And I know there's, you know, there's 50,000 people li- listening at home. There's probably five people going, Yay! Turn him out! Clive Doig! Is he as much fun in real life as he appears to be? He from is. The... Um, we're being recorded, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> he's, um, he truly is uh, the mind of an eight-year-old trapped in the body of a much older man. Uh, which is a good thing in terms of television, but in terms of his five marriages, probably not <laughs> quite so great. But we, I still see Clive, actually. Do you? Yeah, I still see Clive. Is he yeah. still coming up with puzzles and stuff? Yeah, he is, actually. Yeah. He's completely... Um, what's the kind? He's mad. He's, he's, he's an eccentric man, yes. Did he, he created Nosy Bonk from uh, Jigsaw? I'm going to talk about this for now. Yeah, because of your disinterest, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this for 15 minutes. If you just fake some... Oh, this... Because this is my thing. Yeah, you pretended to enjoy yeah. it. This will be over now. But because you've... <laughs> You've all gone, oh, I'm just talk a smattering about. of applause. Talk about Blue Peter. Which I'm not going to talk about Blue Peter. I might do in a minute. Um, <laughs> yes, he did create I don't like Blue Peter. Jigsaw was bad. So, yeah, no, was, was, we, it was, was terrifying. Nosy Bonk was yeah, te- Were really? you scared of Nosy Bonk? Yeah, it's horrible, Nosy Bonk. Do you want to give a quick visual description? I can't. Well, it's basically a man with an enormous penis on his yes. face who yes. walked around. In a mask. I mean, it's a horrible. Ma- it's a mask. And Silent, just... unspeaking, horrible, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> His job was to menace oh. me, really. <laughs> 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 like... mm-hmm. That's yes. basically it. So I can see now it must have been informative. There's, there's a lot of nightmares. <laughs> because of that, I associate sex with <laughs> nosy bonk. So if I ever see a man with it, because you awaken my sexual feelings at the same time and then nosy bonk was so the next thing on. And now, yeah, if yeah. I ever see a man with a gigantic penis nose... <laughs> yeah. That does it for me. This is like sort of Fifty Shades of Grey, only, <laughs> only better written. <laughs> <laughs> only slightly. Uh, but, uh, um, so, look, Blue Peter then. People remember you from Blue yes. Peter. Yeah, luckily I enjoyed myself. Wouldn't Did it be you? a pain when after <laughs> I left about, well, how old's Jack? 25. I left 25 years ago. And if I hadn't enjoyed it, it would be like a small cloud above my head. And go, oh, Peter. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just then. But actually, I had a brilliant time. Yeah. I did love it. Yeah. You must have done. You got pregnant during it. So you must have had a pretty, pretty good time. It was raging. No, it was really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. What a shock that was. 
to, to the father of that child. <laughs> He'd only known me for about three months. Oh. But he's still here in the room. He's still in the room, yeah. Good to know. (laughs) Who can blame him? (laughs) (laughs) It would have to be a a fool. So, now, according to Wikipedia, you weren't sacked from Blue Peter. No, I wasn't. Well, actually, here's the thing. Um, I wasn't sacked from Blue Peter, but I wasn't given another contract. So... Is that sacked? I don't know. I mean, I think I think it would have been alarmingly difficult to stay on that show in those days when it had lots of viewers. Um, at that time, <laughs> uh, at that time, because it was two live shows a week with filming in between, so it would have been quite hard, really, to to have. I already had a child as well. Sophie was four when I started and eight when I left, and with a small baby, it would have been very difficult. But other subsequent presenters. Liz, for example, did have children and carry on. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I should have made a little feminist stab there, but I think I was too knackered. So. <laughs> well, it's, it was not. I mean, it, it shows how different the world is. I mean, mm. now you have to mm. get, be actually caught sniffing cocaine off of uh, <laughs> someone's arse, basically, to, to get sacked from Blue Peter. I'm not saying no. he, Richard Bacon did that. No. <laughs> or that we all got caught. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, the stories I heard about Sarah Green at Hull University, I don't know if anyone else heard them. Uh, there was a great urban myth going around about her. Look, I'm not going to say it. You are, you are. Well, I, I'll just say But then I'll get sued for lying to her. It involved a rugby team and a pool table. She played them all at pool, beat all of them, and everyone was, everyone was very surprised. Because she was a girl, they were sexist, and they thought the men would be better at sport than her. And then they all fucked her on this one. Uh, uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly is a complete urban myth, and I'm sure it's not true. But she was lovely as well. Um, Not as nice as Janet. Uh, And so, look, we should talk about your Edinburgh show before I forget to do that, because that's why you're here, really. Uh, So you're doing a... It's your first Edinburgh Fringe. How exciting! You're doing yeah, the I'm biggest, the, smart way. the biggest venue. <laughs> Old enough to afford to be. <laughs> you're doing the most important venue in Edinburgh, the Pleasant Attic. Pleasant Attic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tucked away little secret. It's a great, great venue. I've played every, pretty much every venue in the Pleasant, Have except you? some of the newer ones now. But yeah, the, uh, we did the first time we did this morning, Richard, not Judy, in 1992 or three. Uh, that we did it in the Pleasant Attic. So they, which is is a there pre- graffiti anywhere on the walls? Probably. Or well, there used to be all you know, in the Pleasant every year. Someone it really used to upset me I don't know why but in the toilets they always used to be someone would put some terrible graffiti about me like really horrible things Aww. so I shouldn't like uh, perpetuate Sarah Green urban myths because there were equally horrible things about me <laughs> being doing disgraceful things and it would turn up every year so I obviously pissed someone off at the Pleasance yeah. or someone or a local <laughs> who, who had a go at me so yes there are some graffiti <laughs> about, there probably is some graffiti <laughs> have, a look. Some, have a look around for it uh, how have you been finding Edinburgh so far? oh oh, I'm like Pollyanna up here it's nauseating everybody else I'm so lovely Lovely, I love it. I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> lovely venue, Sorry, lovely audience, lovely house we're yeah. living in. No, I'm having a really nice time. Um, yeah. And what is the play and what's it about? What's it's it called? called Hell's Bells. It's the first play Lynn Truss has written, actually. And Lynn Truss is obviously fast on her way to becoming a national treasure because every time I tell people about Lynn Truss, they go, oh, I love Lynn Truss. And she, has, she is really nice. And I'm basically not a very nice person in real life. And I can't find <laughs> anything bad to say about Lynn at all. Wow. At all. She's really lovely person and she's written a nice little play for us and it's um as you know it's quite a small venue and both the audience love it (laughs) (laughs) most days it's on quite early though as well isn't it well you see i don't think it is it's on a quarter to 12 although it's been pushed out in the daytime yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's been pushed out to me it's actually better to say it like that rather than 11 45 which does sound (laughs) like you should get coffee and a croissant with it it's not a bad idea actually you should but you don't you should no you don't you don't 
And it's, it's a really sweet little play. I mean, it's not, you know, nobody's going to come out going, right, now I change the world because I've seen that play. But, but it's a nice, nice time. I can only sell it like that. It's a laugh. And you're going out fun. hitting the town after the... I mean, you, that's the problem with doing an early show. You can start drinking at uh, yeah. quarter to twelve. <laughs> that's why I love Edinburgh so much. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! Cocktails, one o'clock when I've done my show. Yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. I'm pacing myself. You know, I don't start yeah. drinking till about half one and um, yeah just carry on yeah coming to see your show on, on Wednesday Richard which, um, which obviously is more good clean fun it is mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there's something wrong with me isn't there clearly and so what, I, what I've always loved about you Janet Ellis is that you've pr- that not not only did you were you were a kind of icon for me in my teenage years but then you had a daughter who was equally beautiful <laughs> Who was who then an icon for me in my sort of approaching middle age years. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping... It's sort of a Russian doll effect. I'm kind of imagining... I know mean, I, I, I never saw your mother, but I'm kind of imagining it kind of goes back through time. But it's sort of slightly annoying because I'm slightly out of time with it in that, you know, I think we would accept that, you know, I was a little young for you as a, a man a and that young. I'm a, mm. possibly a little old for... So if you're about the yes. same age as my wife, actually, so, you know, you never know, but... Uh, <laughs> what have no. I just said? Uh, but your, your daughter, she's had three sons, which she is very disappointing to me. Yeah. Because I was hoping... Because you know, it's from afar, it's like chivalrous, it's like courtly love in the, in the medieval yeah. times. I've never of. done anything about yeah. it. Not very. It passes some seen. horrible baton, doesn't it? Down yeah. I don't know what and that baton's called, but we don't want to know. When I'm 70 called. years old, <laughs> there'll be another beautiful <laughs> clone of Janet Ellis for me to go. Oh, isn't she lovely? It's a very innocent and beautiful. <laughs> she's look sitting right next to me. She's fi- and she's fine with being here. I haven't I haven't kidnapped some said, of her on, kids. Just sell the show. Just go on. <laughs> just talk to him. Keep him happy. <laughs> But it is kind of weird. Well, actually, one of the, funnily enough, Simon Quinlack, one of our characters uh, we wrote for uh, Fist Fun, came quite directly out of one of your uh, similarly... I don't know if you want to talk about it, because it came out of a, a guy who was slightly weirdly obsessed with you, who used to do a fanzine oh, of you. Oh, oh. Do you remember? Oh, yes. But, well, yes. <laughs> we yes. came across these fanzines of Janet Ellis... Uh, we won't mention the guy in case he's listening in, uh, but so they were slightly creepy, and so they were uh, more than slightly creepy. Well, they were, they were very detailed. Yeah. I, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know if he was um, troubled by employment, but he certainly had a lot of free time. Well, it was it was before the internet. I mean, and now it would just be normal probably on the internet because if you were on the internet, you'd find yeah. thousands of things like this. But it, so there was like you'd done some. Uh, video for something like the British nuclear industry or something like it was something like that like a training an in-house training video that he reviewed by what you were wearing in the, in the I mean it's just yeah. that but it was got not yeah. in a I mean it was I mean it, yeah. it was sort of weird so that's like, I mean it even compared to it made me feel a bit I'm odd I'm like John Ronson he didn't review it like that he, <laughs> he took me to task somewhat about uh, taking the shilling on behalf of British nuclear oh, really? fields but hey you know I needed a kitchen <laughs> No, in fact, it was it was like this, very sweet and innocent. But I did have the the very disconcerting experience of I I did the motor show shows for Top Gear uh, for for three years, mainly because although uh, you know it's it's not a sort of clever girl thing to say, I don't know anything about cars, but I do know about live television, and they used to have a live insert into that show, and it panicked them because none of the other guys had ever worked live before, so they got me in to do the live bit, and um, we were rehearsing on a stand with a car of some sort 
And um, I looked out into the audience around this stand to see this guy wearing a sweatshirt with a not entirely accurate representation of my own face on it. <laughs> and that was, that was quite a moment. That was quite a moment. Yeah. Imagine getting that printed. That's <laughs> I, one of my fans in the 90s tattooed my name on her back. Oh wow! Yeah, which that, is that slight... wins some horrible prize. <laughs> yeah, but it was, and it was quite. I mean, it, a, it's a. There's a part of you thinking, yeah, you know, if I, it's like they're branded for me now. Yeah. And if I was ever having sex with them, I could look down and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. also, for mainly, you're thinking, oh my god, you know, you're like 18 years old, and you, how are you going to? And yes. I saw her again in um, uh, Victoria Station with uh, with her child, like about four or five years ago, and yeah. uh, and her husband who looked at me and went. <laughs> I, I think I so I guess she's that. still got it. But hello, if you—I mean, I was, it was sort of flattering, that, flattering, yeah. but like also just deeply. Oh my think god, these things through. It's you kind of horrific. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm asking all of my guests this question, <laughs> so don't feel that what? I'm being strange and writing a fanzine about okay. this. If you had to have sex with an animal, if there were—if you had to, if, if there was some kind of. Terrorist situation, you could save the world by having a sex. And then terrorists were saying, Osama bin Laden's ghost was back, and he said, I'm going to blow up the world. But yes. if you, Janet Ellis, have sex with an animal, I won't blow up the world. But you can choose any animal you want to have sex with. Which animal would you choose to have sex with? Hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's just sort of a disapproval of the audience. It's, it's an interesting yeah, question. Lately, yeah. Um, well, so I, I, I love dogs, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe actually something quite small, really. So nobody'd notice the mouse. That would be a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wonderful what image. So, uh. <laughs> just, just, just what of your other. When you asked your wife this question, yeah. when she was. What did she say? Look, I haven't yet asked. No, she was, she was just doing the stand up, so I didn't get to ask. I'll ask her it tonight and see what okay. she's. She's pretty. She's put in. What do you say, man? You got an idea? She's having sex with me, my wife, so it's pretty bad. Is that what you was? Yeah. It is. Uh... Oh, that's sort of the Sometimes, you know, occasionally. We are married now, so obviously that's tailed off. Because I won't do it anymore, you know. Now I'm settled down. She's begging me. I'm going, get off me. We're married now. I've got Go to... and tattoo yourself. <laughs> get a tattoo of my face. Um, good, that's good to know. Um, and um, you've done lots of... I've, I've done a few uh, kind of celebrity TV shows. I've tried to limit them a little bit. <laughs> and quiz and shows. And I always lose. Although, actually, we did win the, the Oxford Cambridge Boat Race. So I did win that one. Uh, but uh, you've, done, you've, got, you've done quite a few, and you tend to win them, it seems yeah. to me. Yeah, can I say the ones I haven't said yes to, in case anybody thinks this is my other career? Because it kind of is. I haven't done that coach trip one. Right. Did you get I offered said it? no, yes. Yeah, okay. I haven't done that one where you go to... Brazil or somewhere and fall off high off things into foam. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Wipeout. Yeah. I haven't done through the total, whole... Total wipeout. What's it, what's it called? The, what, and is it on still that, that one that Dale Winton used to do where you had to wear a silver oh, suit? Oh, God, that was, that was terrible. I did get asked to do that. And imagine did going you? into your dressing room and you see on the back of the door that silver suit hanging up. Yeah. And then you say, that's what you're wearing. You go, yeah, but really, what am I wearing? And they say, no, that and a crash helmet. Yeah. It's not I good. I don't think I'm a very vain person. <laughs> Mind you, Vanessa Phelps. Twice, just. Yeah. But well, yeah, you know, so yes, is, I have done it, a few of those. I've seen but. a few people on that uh, on that one the, ah. and that you think what they because also what the problem the... is there's usually a couple of quite athletic yes. and quite sexy yes, people. Yes, even they look ridiculous. Yeah. Silver <laughs> suit and a crash helmet. Yeah. So you, but you won the weakest link. Yeah. Yeah. 
head I came to head with Valerie Singleton. Oh, did you beat Valerie Singleton? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was like a Blue Peter themed one. I'm it guessing wasn't it wasn't just a terrible one, yeah. coincidence. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, Awkward. No, no, it was Blue Peter. Theme, how did yeah. Valerie Single to take that? Because I bet she's she's kind of a kind of intellectual. Badly. <laughs> and, then, and then when we met again, the challenge that is bargain hunt. Oh. I beat her at that as well. <laughs> ten pounds up, actually. Did ten you, pounds up. Did you win ten pounds on bargain? Yes. That is that is an amazing yes. achievement. For anybody, for anybody who knows the show, <laughs> like anyone's going to admit that. Yeah, I love bargain hunt. It's um, yeah, you do actually do pretty well if you haven't lost everything, and they usually grade it, don't they, in terms of how little you've lost. So yeah, you, yeah. You have only lost fifty pounds. Ooh. Well, it's an insane <laughs> premise because you're t- you're yeah. buying stuff from shops and then yes. trying to sell it to people who are buying stuff to sell at shops. Yes. It so so they're, they're, they're going to set pay less I'm for it than old they Old tat, yes. Yeah. Although that is kind of what my house looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Home from whom? Who was the uh, in control of uh, Bargain Hunt when you did it? Was it, uh, was uh, it that new bloke or was it David Dickinson? Uh, is that his name? No. Who's the other? The one with the moustache. He's yeah, very sort of posh. He's and, such an annoying cock. <laughs> <laughs> he really gets. He's tried, to, he's tried to create a uh, catchphrase at the end of Bargain Hunt. Did anyone watch Bargain Hunt? Come, this is at least current. I'm fucking out. <laughs> And at the end he goes, we're what, you're going to watch Bargain Hunt again, aren't you? Yes, yes, fuck off. (laughs) And he does a little kick at the same time. He thinks he's so, he's like, oh, I'm such a neat eccentric. He's sort of trying to be Terry Thomas a bit, isn't he? Yes, yeah. Falling a long way short. Massive Another name people go, who? Yeah. I hope he doesn't invite me on now. It's going to be embarrassing (laughs) if he's a fan of the... (laughs) You never know, people sometimes this... You know who came to see my show the other day? I've had uh, a, um... Oh, God. Who? I want to go. I want to get his name right because I'm yeah, he looks like Stuart Lee, and he used to sing for the Fine Young Cannibals. Roland Gift, yeah. How did he? Roland Gift came, and I was looking into the oh. audience, thinking, "Look, there's like a, a Stuart Lee if he hadn't got fat and ugly. He's there. He's, <laughs> he's got, gorgeous looking. It's very nice. I met him very briefly. Very nice man. Nice. Roland Gift. Remember Roland Gift? Yeah, yeah of course yeah. you do. Yeah. Do you remember C- Clive Doig? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Do you remember Pacers? Yeah. I'm trying to just get kind of Peter Kay thing about it, but the thing yeah. is, I don't, I don't seem to have the same frame of reference. I don't understand what the common thing is. The things I'll, things I'll go for. Caramac. Caramac. They still, they've still got those. I love Caramac. You can't do nostalgic comedy ones. for things that still exist. I it's got. You've got I to find. The skill of it, it's very, you know, and Peter Kay deserves to be paid a lot of money for this because the yeah. skill is to, think, to find things that people have forgotten that they remembered but they mm. still remember. And that is, that, is, that is an amazing skill to remind people of things that they actually knew but had forgotten that they knew. And you deserve, like, millions of pounds for that because that is not... That's not... You have a go if you think it's easy. And, you know, it's a hard thing to do. So that's why he's such a horrible person in real life. Because he uh, spends, spends a lot of time <laughs> trying to find these things. Um, Which animal would he have sex with? He's already had sex with them all. And then he eats them afterwards. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. I've just alleged it. Have you ever met Rodney Buse, the uh, likely lad? No, there's, there's a gap there, isn't there? Yeah. I haven't met Rodney Buse. I can't believe that. You never worked with Rodney. I know. I suppose no. he was, he was, you know, his heyday was a little before. But he's a, an interesting man. I've met him. Look out. Do try and seek him out. Okay. He's, yeah. He's got Write some quite down. some stories. We haven't yet uh, worked out, ascertained whether, uh, whether Jimi Hendrix did play on the Lightly Lads <laughs> theme tune. 
it doesn't seem very likely. Uh, but uh, that's what he told me the other day. Um, and have you been to see any other shows? Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, Anything good? My list of good shows. James Acaster, very funny boy. Oh, James is great, yeah. Yeah, very funny boy. Um, Chris Stokes. I'm listing shows that are the same venue as me because I get them free. (laughs) 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 I've paid for, I've paid to see your show, actually. I should bloody well hope so. It's ridiculous, (laughs) isn't it? It's ridiculous. With your jigsaw Um, millions. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I'm going to see Stuart Lee tonight. (laughs) 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 True fact. Um, there's a lovely show. So this again, where people go, what? There's a lovely show called Translunar Paradise, which when I describe it, you will go, no, it isn't a lovely show, but it is. It's just two people miming the story of a love affair between a couple, one of whom has subsequently deceased. They do it in mime, dance, and using masks. I know it sounds horrible, yeah. but it's really beautiful. It is truly beautiful. There's no vested interest here. I just really like that show, and it's a perfect little Edinburgh show. It's lovely. Yeah. Good, really well, that's nice. good to have those recommends. Um, <laughs> yeah, went really quiet then. Oh, my God, she's seriously well, recommending. She's allowed to be serious. She's that's recommending a good thing. show. That is a good thing. Was that, let me just check. There was. A, I'm going to get the uh, stand-up on in a second, but I just wanted to check there wasn't anything. I think I've covered it all. Uh, oh, you've been to the Olympics, though. Why was that? You went down and had a day off and went to the Olympics. Yeah, how what did professional you see? is that? Yeah. That's yes, cool. My quid pro quo of being up here. Well, I can have two days off because I've got a ticket. Um, <laughs> and that, yes, I did get those two days off. And yes, I went to the Olympic Stadium on Thursday night, men's 200 metres final. Um, yeah, some javelin throwing, that triple jump. That's Actually, that's quite a tricky one. I defy people to really get into watching Did that. they make you do the sports <laughs> when you're there? That's <laughs> Janet Ellis is here. Get her in. <laughs> She's team GB. Team GB. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, w- I probably would have been as good as some of the people doing it. Probably not. You know that triple jump where they sort of run up a bit and then they kind of skip and then they stop. A lot of them just stop when it's all gone wrong for them. And you think, well, what happened? Because it looks the same as when it goes right for people. I don't understand. <laughs> but then, you know, I was only there for a day. No, it's very lovely. The, the Olympic Park itself is like another world. It's like they've built this fantastic universe and people go and live in it and be happy for a day. It's completely artificial. <laughs> It's like sort of John Lewis. It's rather, it's really, it's really beautiful. And well, wildflowers fre- everywhere. You know, it people- freaked me out a bit when I saw you tweeting for the Olympics. I thought, fuck, I thought she was in Edinburgh. I thought she was going to be on my... <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> so- was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to have a quick break, Janet, and then we'll be back for okay. more chat. And you can uh, t- slope off stage if you like to give uh, some... Because uh, it's a very tiny little stage, so we get... Uh, yeah, but uh, give Janet a round of applause. So, so far, so good. I haven't yet come in my pants, so it's all, so it's all right. Not yet, it's been close. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this young man may set me off. Uh, is it, this, is, this next guy's 21 years old. It's not, I, I, you know, kind of... I was thinking you're half my age, and I thought, no, you're, it's not even that. It's closer. <laughs> he's getting on for a third of my age. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a fantastic actor. He's working out... Do a pluggy gig, which is the Comedy Zone at the, at the Pleasance, uh, which is where lots of... Young stars have started, like Stuart Lee uh, and uh, Mark Lamont. Actually, there's loads of great people uh, have, have, have gone through this show. Uh, and he is a fantastic young actor. Will you please wel- welcome Ahi Shaw, ladies and gentlemen. that this is kind of being done for a podcast so I can't open with the obligatory my appearance joke uh, which is quite, uh, and it's rendered my set one that doesn't have an opening joke but is acutely aware that it should uh, <laughs> but yeah it's lovely to be here um, I, I recently graduated uh, from university and uh, I moved back uh, to London to live with my mum and dad yeah 
pretty fly. Yeah, but um, no, I've, d- I've done this basically for solely economic reasons, kind of mainly. Basically, uh, at the moment, I'm doing well enough from stand-up that off my own bat, I can afford food or shelter. <laughs> now, call me bourgeois, sir. But I've grown accustomed to both. <laughs> Right. But it's lovely, uh, it's lovely being back at home. I, I, I'm very fond of my family. I, I think my, my mother told me a story recently of something that she did that I think sums up uh, our ethos uh, in a way. And uh, my mum, just to paint a picture, uh, is a 55-year-old, five-foot-tall, tiny Indian woman. Uh, and she is the only person on earth who is completely unaware of all of those facts. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's, also, she's a primary school teacher, right? She's worked in the state sector for over three decades uh, now. And she, it was the end-of-year staff meeting she was telling me right and, and she's kind of upset with the way that certain things are going uh, in the school and she wanted to make an impassioned kind of defense of her view of educationalism right she thought that the increased bureaucratization was just taking away from the business of just teaching the kids which is the most important thing right and making them the center of attention and she, she made this very impassioned plea as she told me to her fellow teachers but she knew she needed to cap it somehow right she needed to give them something to take away with them so at the end of her point she just stood up and went boom <laughs> 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 and then left the staff room. <laughs> she's convinced that she's Lil Wayne. <laughs> but um, no, I, I have moved back. And it's difficult, like, when you're reaching the next, a kind of obvious break in your life, a kind of next stage, uh, it's difficult to know what to do. Because I, I feel like I'm supposed to be a productive member of society now, which I'm kind of incapable of. I'm supposed to be a man in a lot of ways now. And I, I still feel like I'm, I'm a young man. I haven't concretised. I'm still straddling that gap between boyhood and manhood. And as a young man, you know, I'm just a mixture of, on the one hand, this kind of small, vulnerable, helpless creature. On the other, just a horrible goblin who has to be avoided at all costs. Right? I, mean, I, I think, you know, if young men were ever to unionise, go out on the picket line, it's very clear to me that the rallying cry would be, you know, what do we want? To love and to be loved. <laughs> When do you want it? Once I've put my dick in everything, right? Everything, like not even necessarily another human being, right? Like a shoe or if I, like a typewriter, right? I don't know how I would do it, but I want to put my dick. I don't know how I'd, I'd ping it back when I was right, but I don't know how. Because I, I can't be expected to settle down. I need to sow my wild oats. No, I need to sow my wild oats all over a typewriter, right? Like, I, I can't be expected to settle down, can I? Can't be expected to settle down until I've, you know? <laughs> Fucked a typewriter. (laughs) And that's very much the essence of contemporary masculinity. Uh, I just wanted to give that to you so you can take that away with you now that you uh, kind of understand that. Um, But it's, you know, it's tricky. I I think that you can lose sight of uh, how how fortunate I think we all are. We all are ridiculously fortunate to live at this curious intersection of space and time, right? The first world in the 21st century, very lucky uh, to be... And, like, let's look at my own life, right? I mean, yes, visibly, you could to look at me, you would know I am a member of an ethnic minority, right? However, I'm also a heterosexual man, which means that, on balance, I am officially winning Western society 2-1. <laughs> uh, and I can only imagine quite how rosy life would have been as a 3-0. <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna leave you now. Uh, basically, 
Uh, I'm putting on the thing that I'd really like to plug uh, is that on the 16th uh, of August, a Thursday night uh, at the Pleasance Courtyard at 11 p.m., I'm putting on an evening of storytelling uh, called Langshaw. Uh, it's got um, me, uh, Alfie Brown, Chris Ramsey, Nat Lutzima, Liam Williams, and Nish Kumar, uh, who I've kind of given a brief to, and it's all kind of original short fiction by stand ups. Uh, but it's, it's kind of not, strictly speaking, a comedy night. So if, if you've enjoyed what I've done here, then please come to it because it's kind of another thing that I'm putting on. If you've not enjoyed what I've done here, then come to it because it's not stand up. But you really, like really like it, uh, it's, and most of it's other people. Uh, so, but yes, that's uh, Langshaw at the Pleasance Courtyard at 11 pm on the 16th, uh, and consequently, uh, this set doesn't have a closing joke, but it's acutely aware that it should. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. I've been out here. Uh, Hishar there, not bad, eh? For 21 years old. Good-looking God. Uh, I've done that a lot in Edinburgh this hour, but I went to shake his hand, didn't see it, and then we end up kind of doing a sort of odd little thing where he gra- grabbed on my wrist a, wrist a little bit. I've kind of lost the ability to shake hands on a bit. I've done, I've done about four in a row that have just turned no. into kind of really strange... You probably joined the Masons. <laughs> it might be, maybe accidentally. Uh, I used to be good at shaking hands, but now it's going all over the place. I don't know. You very kindly gave me a jigsaw badge when you became aware of my obsession with you. It was yes, a very nice pin one. outwards. It's one of my... Uh, yeah. it, was, it, is a, it was a slightly rusty one, I have to say. I think you were hoping I was yeah. getting botulism. No, people, uh, didn't, people didn't know they existed, did they? No, jigsaw they badges. They'd heard of Blue Peter badges, but yeah. jigsaw badges. I'm not interested in Blue Peter. It's childish. Uh, <laughs> jigsaw is what I like. Um, what's Biddy Baxter like in real life? Hey, Biddy Baxter, come on. Why, why are people listening here about the production teams behind children's television shows from the 1980s? What's wrong with you? Well, um, we're being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant editor. Brilliant yeah. editor of the programme. But um, I always felt she had a sort of guidebook for being a human that she had to refer to before she spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> How about your parents? <laughs> is she still going, Biddy Baxter? She is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, she is, yeah. She, was she, how long was she at Blue Peter for? She, oh, gosh, well, she's kind of started the thing, pushed that boat, she <laughs> that ship, out into the choppy waters. Uh, yeah. BBC, I'll stop that now. Um, yeah, she, uh, well, she's in her 70s now, and she's still, I still, I, I meet her occasionally, we, we lunch. No, she's fantastic company, Biddy. She's got a mind like a, a, a Rolodex. She's very, very uh, perceptive. But um, not a great sense of humour. So <laughs> keep, keep that out of it. And did you all get on as your, you know, your with your other way too well? Did you? Simon Groom <laughs> was he a contemporary? Yes, he was. That was how was, was he as fun in real life as he appeared on TV? <laughs> 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 we were really lucky we did all get on but not I hope to the exclusion of the viewer <laughs> <laughs> Simon Groom did that he was always trying to put in little jokes I think on purpose wasn't he I think when, on purpose yeah when there was there was a thing where he had two door knockers and he said yes, what a lovely pair of knockers he did <laughs> yes he did got very told off for that did he get told off by Biddy Baxter. By Biddy Baxter. I'd quite like to get told off by Biddy Baxter. <laughs> Biddy, I mean, it's like she's from the 1920s. Biddy. I know. It's Biddy great, Baxter. And I'd always imagine, because when I was just, I was used to watch it when I was a kid, and I'd imagined a sort of cardiganed woman, and she's incredibly elegant. She's very beautiful, sort of swathes of long hair, and uh, I'm turning into her. <laughs> 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 no, she's a really, really interesting woman, and uh, what a contribution to children's television. 
But she really, she just, she was absolutely brilliant about keeping us all up to speed, but she did do it by treating us as 11-year-olds. <laughs> 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 it was a difficult thing to play. Did you do end up doing kind of crazy stunts on Blue Peter, or was that not How well thing? have you read your notes? No, I didn't have, there's nothing about it, I want to know. Well, yeah, Doesn't yes. even say what year you got divorced in. <laughs> <laughs> woman's, woman's civilian freefall record. Right. Yeah, for about a week. Was <laughs> oh. <laughs> that your husband? I know, what a week! <laughs> yeah, I did, I did parachuting. I yeah. Did, yeah, I did singing at the last night of the proms. Uh, I could go on uh, with my list. I want you but, to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Breaking the ice on the Tiger's Pond in London Zoo during a freeze. That isn't their stuff. <laughs> that is not quite. That's not abseiling down Nelson's column, is it? No, but I did faint. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to have a competition now, Janet, where people can win uh, not any jigsaw badges, unfortunately, because I'm not ever giving mine away. Um, there, you can have the note. You can have those. The notes on Janet Ellis. Uh, you can win tickets. See Joe Corfield. He's, mate, have you ever seen Joe Corfield? I have. Yeah, Amazing yes. comedian. Yeah, she is. Uh, and Vladimir McTavish and Keir McAllister, who are also very good uh, today. Those uh, do go and see. Come and see everything at the stand, people at home. It's a uh, uh, fantastic uh, venue, the best home of the greatest comedy. You can win a copy of Rich Tang's What Is Love Anyway? New DVD just out. Hardly anyone's got these, which honestly, I know I can say every day, but the Me 1 versus Me 2 video <laughs> is the funniest thing that has ever existed in the history of any kind of art. Yeah. I'm going to give you a copy of that for free. Uh, for, actually, for coming, I have to say, and this is where we get genuine, which is horrible, so turn away. That was a brilliant show. Oh. That was a brilliant show. Wait till you see the snooker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. You can win that the wall. last copy of Ewan McInnes's. He was in yesterday. We had all the stars in. Ewan McInnes was in yesterday. <laughs> the author. He's an author. Isn't Edinburgh he? for everyone. A light-hearted history of Edinburgh for people learning English. I think that's up for us to decide whether it's light-hearted. <laughs> uh, there's a little picture of a mouse on the front there, Janet. Ooh. If that gets you going. <laughs> Sexy, uh, sexy mouse. You can win some stand <laughs> merchandise, a USB stick and a badge. That's how fucking bad it's getting. Uh, a copy of War and Peace, Crime and Punishment, the Collins and Herring podcast. If you're at home, do go into Go Faster Stripe and they're sponsoring this podcast. It'd be terrific. Like 50,000 people download this podcast. So you hey. expect if everyone went and just bought What Is Love Anyway tomorrow, I could keep doing these podcasts forever. But they don't. Go and do that. <laughs> you go and look and you see no one has got anything. And we've got a future guest, Simon Donald's Comic to Comic. He'll be on, I think, next uh, Sunday, I think it is. And I've, I've given away loads. Uh, my Talking Cock book, the book of Talking Cock. There's a lot of your, your there's stuff like a on pro- there. There's loads of yeah, stuff there. So that's, that's a good, proper good prize. Uh, so what we need to do is for everyone in the room to stand up on your two Scottish feet. You're all Scottish now. Uh, and... Um, uh, we're going to make some statements that are true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. The seat of all, false, all falsehood. And if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. It's self-policing. If you get it right, you could win all those amazing prizes. <laughs> I was talking to uh, Tony Law, the uh, comedian who has in the show before me, and he said he met Rodney Booz last night, who told him that he was in the running to be James Bond when uh, at the time when um, old Roger Moore uh, got, got it. Is that true or false? Rodney Booz was in the running... For that, that he said he was in the running. <laughs> for, uh, that he said he was in the running for. That is false. None of that. None of that happened at all. Thank you. Goodbye. Have you got a statement of truth or false, Janet? I can do one about you if you can't. Uh... Okay. No. Can it be? A, can it be something in my life? Yeah. Can okay. be anything. Um, that 
this is weird, actually. The heart surgeon, who was rumoured to have been more than friendly with Princess Diana, actually took out my son's tonsils. Well, true or false? She said it was true at the start, so that is a clue. <laughs> I, said it was, I said it was weird. <laughs> oh, it's weird, sorry, no. <laughs> Is that true or false? Of course it's not. It's not true, eh? It's brilliant. It's brilliant line. A blue Peter presenter told a lie. Good and one, had it? sex. Quite a creative lie. Very good. <laughs> She's had full sex at least three times. With that mouse. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Janet uh, Ellis was born... True or false? No, in... In Chatham in Kent, is that true or false? Is there anyone left in, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, some people there. There's, uh, there's three trues and one false. It is true. Yeah. Is it true? It is yeah, true. I'm a, Kentish, check with you. I'm a Kentish maid. Yeah. Um, right, how many people are left in? One, two, three. You two not in. Anyone else in that's got these three? Right, I'm going to give you a numerical question. <laughs> I'm going to give you some background to it this time. I usually ask this one about how many... I've just been swimming... Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you how many lengths I've done. I'm going to give you some background to it. <laughs> the, um, I think the first day I did 16 lengths, the first time I did it. The next time it was 27. The next time it was 20. The next time it was 30. I tend to swim in lots of eight, but I am also aware as I'm swimming that I'm going to reveal how many lengths I've swum, <laughs> which usually spurs me on a little bit. Uh, and I don't know, you know, but if you look at those things, not many of them came out in eight, so that must, isn't necessarily a help. But I was in a rush today because I was running a bit late and knew I had to come do the podcast. So how many lengths do you think I, ra- I swam today, sir? 18. 18? Sir? 12, fuck you. And, uh, and uh, sir or madam, it's very dark. <laughs> Thank you, madam. 27. So um, I had that confirmed. I actually swam, it's the closest wins. I swam 24 lengths. It was a multiple of eight. That was a little clue. You're the closest. So you've won all that So uh, well, we've uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. I was going to ask you. Um, you've you've very uh, you've stuck to uh, when you've named your children. You've uh, kept the your name in all of their names. With yeah. The double-barrelled name. You've stuck <laughs> to it. The Ellis Bexter and Ellis Leach. All yeah. Of well, just a little fact, fans. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, Sophie Ellis Bexter is the, is the progeny of me and my first husband, whenever that was. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, she, she is the only Ellis Bexter now extant, actually, because oh, really? he dropped the Ellis as soon as he could. <laughs> and uh, the other children have adopted it themselves. Oh, have they? They have. Yes, they have chosen to weave that name. And into your youngest daughter also has a double-barrelled first name as well. She's Martha Rose. <laughs> no, actually, she's well, just Martha. Okay. Her middle name is Rose. Yeah, so she. Yeah, we don't. No, not no, that. No, Wikipedia. God. Oh, okay. It is Martha. Yeah, Rose. Okay. yeah I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good that you keep the, the name going there. But the problem with that is if when what I wonder about that is if they then have children do, and with someone else. Yeah. Do they then have to be called Ellis Bexter and whatever? Yeah, they or do. Ellis Leach. Yeah, and they like, do. And, and, and then it worse, gets insane. Martha's boyfriend. His surname is Leap. 
<laughs> She's going to be Eddie Sleech Leap, which is really hard. <laughs> Not that they're getting married or anything, Paul Kelly. I've known each other about six weeks, but hey. She'll uh, be married. She'll be marrying me. Don't you worry. No, she'll be. <laughs> She's 21. It's fine. Just have to get rid of my wife first and marry Janet first. Make it. What a horrible way to end the. Uh, <laughs> and uh, her, fa- her father's in the room. I probably will be killed. So uh, at least that leaves my wife open to. Uh, to get off with the, but she likes the one from Lost, Sawyer from Lost. Oh. That's that's on her list. We've got a list. Oh, that we're allowed that's to, lovely. we're allowed to have oh, some celebrities. We're allowed to have sex with. Um, Wait, and I put Anne Widdicombe on mine <laughs> <laughs> because she, well, I kind of thought it'd be funny. It's a waste, though, isn't it? But also, she's a virgin, so that it's like that extra. <laughs> it's kind of hard to find a virgin, isn't it? So it'd be kind of fun. It'd be good to be in there going, "This, I'm the first one." <laughs> She's got nothing to compare this with. Uh, Anne Whittacombe <laughs> will think this is normal, what I'm doing. That this is the correct way of doing it. That's, that's my thinking. Yeah. So anyway, we a slight spurt of disgustingness <laughs> at the end. I think I controlled myself fairly well throughout. Uh, will you please give a massive round of applause to my guest, Janet Ellis, ladies and gentlemen. And Ali also. Uh, we're back on Tuesday. We've got a day off with Brendan Burns, hopefully, if he bothers to show up. And Gronje Maguire, thank you very much. See you next time. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs>